The following BLTV program is brought to you by O'Flaherty Law. Please enjoy. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the On Purpose Growth podcast. Today, I've got uh, Jordan Meredith. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, Meredith. Close enough. Meredith. Yeah. Meredith. Uh, herefore known unto now as Jordo. So now I've got to mess it up again. <laughs> CEO of, uh, of Drop Funnels. And today what we're going to be talking about is uh, how um, he pivoted his company to differentiate in, uh, in a marketplace that is totally fascinating. It's, um, and for me, it's, I believe, the, the best way to, to think about pivoting and, and, and how to pivot and how to differentiate yourself. So um, this is going to be exciting. If you're thinking about how do I get a throughput of sales or how do I set myself apart in, uh, in the marketplace, you're going to want to sit back, watch, listen, whatever you're doing, because this one's going to be good. Um, and uh, Jordo, thanks for being on, man. Why don't you give everybody a, uh, a background of you know, who you are, where you came from, and we'll dive right in. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me here, Brian. I'm, I'm excited to chat with everyone and give everyone some, some insight, no matter what level that you're at. We'll, we'll try to keep it as simple as tech can possibly be. But, <laughs> yep. You know, we, we really have a goal of making, simplifying marketing for people. But, you know, I was raised, I was a pa- pastor's kid. My mom's a teacher, very mm-hmm. humble beginnings. I always say like the silver spoon that we ate from came from goodwill, but you know, it's all, it's all the same thing. So, uh, but, but through that, I really learned entrepreneurship and learned, you know, my, I always say that like a, a church planter is what my dad was. He's, oh. uh, he's kind of like a, an entrepreneur who never gets paid. Right. So I, I yeah. learned that desire to like serve people and to build and to create a movement out of things. Um, I just decided that I, I wanted to go the more entrepreneurial route. And so from that, I've, I've done several different things. I've had uh, three uh, minor exits. Whenever you say exit, it sounds a lot sexier than it really is. Um, mm-hmm. But I've had three exits, <laughs> so I can put that on the rap sheet. Um, but otherwise, now I'm uh, the founder and CEO of Drop Funnels, which is the world's first and only completely tech-free marketing, unlimited marketing platform that leverages the power of WordPress for organic ranking, uh, SEO, very fast page speeds to help digital marketers to grow their business online. So now we are in our second year uh, of business and exploding and seeing so many very cool things. And I really think we're in a new era of marketing, which is why we're seeing these pivots here that you're talking about. So, so what is it that you drove to this? Cause was there a, because was there a precursor to drop funnels where you're operating in a different way? Yeah. So most people in the digital marketing space are familiar with sales funnel builders. They're platforms that let you build funnels. Click funnels is one of the big ones. There's Kartra, Samcart. Um, and, and so those are, they're, they're all fine, but they just happen to have, and I was using them for a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but back when I initially started business, I was always building on a WordPress before sales funnel builders came out at all. WordPress powers 34% of the entire internet. It's bigger than Facebook. It, it uh, actually solves 80 to 90% of the indexing issues that Google faces by default. So you can actually outrank your pet- your competitors simply by being on the right platform, a stronger foundation. Wow. Um, so I was always building there and I never even had to spend on ads. Everything grew organically and whatnot. I moved to sales funnel builders and, and they were great. They're quick, they're visual drag and drop, but they come with some inherent, um, we'll call them like little, little like twist in the spine a little bit. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the, the curse of the SaaS platform is pages were loading so slow that paid traffic is extremely expensive. You're losing sales left and right because people don't stay around waiting for it to load. 
Um, two, they can never rank organically. So you're stuck using or like paid marketing mm. for the lifespan of your business. Um, and also some, some weird coding black hat stuff that only the tech people look at and they run from. Um, so without diving too deep in, into that world, it was just too many problems, too risky and losing too many sales to be like, this isn't even worth it. So I thought, wait, WordPress has the technology, but these sales funnel builders, they have the psychology of sales. They know how to get mm. sales funnels is the method to generate new leads, new sales and grow your market. But this one had the text. So I was like, but no one's really combined these. So I brought them together. I spent about a quarter million dollars and a, a team of developers. And I just brought it together. It's like, I'm going to, if no one else is going to do this, I'm going to go do it. And I launched it to about 500 beta users. People went bananas. Uh, we're, we're still to this day, breaking things left and right, making, uh, making tech do what it isn't intended to do really by Uber optimizing people's sales funnel uh, processes. Um, and with that, now we're, we grew by 10.4 X last year. We'll probably three wow. X this year. We're hoping to two X next year. Um, and all because we just serve people a little bit differently than the rest of the world. Yeah. And, and, and talk a little bit about how um, you're serving differently than being better. Because uh, for me, that there's a distinction to that. Like, mm. uh, me too. It's a hey. If you want that, you want this. If you want this, you you want me. So explain that a little bit on how you think about that. Yeah. So when we started, we were very much a better mousetrap than mm. the other sales funnel builders out there. We could load our pages load on average under two seconds, which beats all the benchmarks of making sure that your traffic converts and, and all that. And it's all built in. You can do sales funnels or and courses and there's a link tracker. You can do your home authority sites and all that. But something happened to me, Brian, about maybe about three months ago, something like that. I went to an event. There were 50 entrepreneurs there, coaches, they're consultants, expert bit like authors. Um, and I asked the room, there's 50 of them there. How many of you have a sales funnel to help grow your business? The answer was zero. There wasn't a single person. They all wanted to grow, but not a single person had it. And I dove in deep. Why is that? And found that most people are a terrified of technology, right? And B, they just don't know what to do. So that made me go back to the table. I had this big three hour long revision casting call with my team where I'm ranting and raving and throwing my hands like a crazy person saying like, <laughs> we need to do this differently. So the platform by itself, no matter what beats every other platform in any metric and any third party can test them side by side and run a, a comparison, but it just wasn't enough. Hmm. That was a version of what you just said. I love, I love what you just said about it's that serving better, but we need to serve differently, right? Mm -hmm. We need to serve, we can't just be a better master. We have to serve them differently. Mm -hmm. So now what we do, we have the software only option. People can come in if they want to build, have at it, you're going to win, right? But then we started this other thing called a partner, uh, the partner program. And essentially we found that most people having no idea what to do and no idea about the tech, we're like, why don't we just build it for them? Why don't we just start why don't we just do what we do very well, very quickly, very effect, very effectively. It's what we eat, breathe and sleep is building sites and funnels and doing it all for ourselves. Or why don't we just do it for them too? So that's what we started including was, Hey, we'll build your authority site. We'll build your sales, your original sales funnel. Most people have never had a sales funnel. So right. we'll often start with an application style funnel. You can host your courses and do like a follow-up system in there. It's usually custom to each person. And realize why don't we just give that to them? What would happen? And it just exploded overnight. And we realized that that's the path forward. People don't want to learn. They want to earn. They don't mm -hmm. want to 
have more tools. They want a tool that's going to work for them and to help them to grow. And so we've decided that, okay, within 30 days, we want someone to not only be clear on their offer, their price point, how they serve somebody, an exact marketing plan to help them to get moving forward, the infrastructure, the tech, everything that you need to get going in under 30 days, what would happen? And people are just rallying around that saying like, man, and for us, that was the pivot was like, okay, instead of here's this beautiful mechanical jackhammer and you give it to a, a two-year-old, they're not going to know what to do with it. Right. So exactly. pardon the metaphor. And instead we're like, okay, we're just going to give, we're going to give that person a, a trained contractor who knows how to run it and can just dig the hole for you. Right. Um, so it comes with some intrinsic issues uh, where, you know, when you over deliver at that point, um, you know, you almost become an agency. So we don't want to become an agency. Yeah. Right. But, but we're very much bleeding the lines between massively undercharging and over delivering versus, you know, and giving people really what they need. Um, and, and so we're, we're starting to kind of feel like, okay, let's, let's not add more value to this, but there's enough in there. Let's just serve more people in this way, but it's been really exciting. To, to see. Well, and it sounds like you really, really know, and you're very clear on who, who is it that you serve and what problems they have. Yeah. Yeah. Most, <laughs> oh, go ahead. yeah, yeah. Most, most people who are starting as a, whether you're starting or growing a consultancy um, or a business, it's your information. You're virtually taking your brain, your thoughts, your processes and selling it to the world. Um, and one of the biggest things, Brian, that's amazing is that I always remind myself that people don't know what you know. Ah. They don't. What, as much as you think like imposter syndrome, I'm not that great. I don't have much to offer the world or whatever. You, your experiences, your background, uh, almost everybody, I'd say virtually everyone has something to offer the world that can be monetized, sold, and scaled. Mm -hmm. um, we just have to beat that out of our head because it's self-limiting invented belief, right? It's totally fabricated. Um, so for most people, they just need the game plan to scale, right? Which is, okay, what is going to be your main ecosystem? Where do you bring people to get into your world and find out, okay, I'm Brian, this is what I do. This is how I help you. This is the problem I solve. And knowing exactly how to, how to solve it in that way and not getting distracted, right? Just staying focused on that. Exactly. Focus. And then how do you get people into that world, either organically or paid? And then once they're in your world, how do you move them uh, to either starting at the top of the ladder? I always say start at the top. Like people say, you need to sell $7, then 97, then 297. Uh, yeah. I'm like, dude, flip the script. Mm -hmm. Start at your 10K offer. Start at your 20K offer, your 5K offer. And then if that's not the right fit, go down from there. Move them exactly. down to your $500 offer, right? So we do things completely differently uh, around here. And so for a lot of people, they breathe the sigh of relief. Like, oh, I don't have to be a techie. I don't have to, because you just don't. <laughs> You really don't. You need to get out there and make great offers to people. That's what sells. Well, it sounds like the same process you help your clients with is the same process you put yourself through on understanding all these things. That's what, what really gives me the clarity of how it feels to be that clouded. You know, they mm -hmm. say like the American bison, right? When, they, when they're faced with a storm, a blinding snowstorm or something, they don't sit there and wait like a cow. <laughs> they head in directly into the, into the storm. And although I can't see what's right, I, I know that if I keep moving, I'm going to get out sooner. I'm going to get out mm -hmm. quicker and I'm going to feel trapped. I'm going to feel confused. Like I don't have focus. I'm not sure if I'm going in the right path, but I trust the process. And I say, as long as I go that way, 
I'm going to get out. And then you look back and you realize, holy cow, I did it. Like I fought, I did what I needed to do instead of staying there stuck. So we went through that same thing. Our whole reinvention was, okay, we need to, we need to do some things differently because the world is, is radically changing. And with that, we, we don't want to sell what we think people need. You give them what they want. Mm. What do they want? Ask your people, ask them yes. on calls, ask them in your Facebook groups, what do you want? And they will literally tell you. And when they do, you say, okay, I will do that for you or I'll solve yep. that problem or I'll guide you in that direction. I'd love that. We call that the voice of the customer. It's like the, the, the customer or the prospects have all the answers. You just have to facilitate in a way that they give them to you and they don't feel like they're being sold to. Yeah. And I, I, we, we don't do any hard sales in our organization. I think that that uh, someone called it the can't guard own version of, of selling. Um, it's a, uh, it's just like high pressure. It's uh, yeah. You know, and we find that in, in many cases, high pressure sales ends up being people regret it. They feel it's not a really great long-term relationship. So for us, if you serve them, sell them what it is that they truly want um, and make the value more than what they're investing, it's literally illogical to not invest in that. Right. right. So we, we don't have to think like, oh, my offer's broken or my, my mindset or I don't you know, lift bench enough when I go to the gym. It's like, li- literally think about that. You have a solution to one problem that fits one market. You go to that market and you tell them that you have it. And when mm-hmm. they come to you and say, can you help me with this problem? You say, yes, here it is. Yep. There's marketing and sales. In Simple, right? Yeah. Simple. So, so what were some of the uh, problems or things that you saw in the market uh, that were happening that, that you're now solving with drop funnels? Yeah. So, I mean, beyond some of the things I mentioned around like page load speed, I mean, we've taken um, several people who've been on, this, on, on other platforms, pages loading in 28 seconds. Now they load in under two or three seconds. Like it's an immediate boost to conversions. And, and, and literally, this is a quote from Google. They say that if um, you're losing 53% of your traffic, if your page loads in uh, more than three seconds. So if it's not loading in under three seconds, period, you're losing 53% of your traffic. So you have to ask, your, ask yourself the question, am I willing to take that risk? Exactly. Am I willing to risk even losing one sale over a weak foundation, right? So those are the things every day we're innovating. It's all behind closed doors. Nobody, nobody sees the turmoil and the deep work that we do to make, to make this system so robust and stable and fast and scalable and in that way. So most of what we do is kind of, it's, it's like the deep work, right? And then when it comes out, someone gets on, they, re- they see the difference, right? But, you know, in terms of sol- solving problems, it's almost like different things matter to different people and mm-hmm. people are going to join for different reasons. Um, so whether they just want help, they want advice, they want accountability, they want something set up for them. They just want faster pages or, hey, they want a new feature. They, they want a blog. You've got brian.com that suddenly you can have your, your site, your blog, your sales funnels, your courses all on that main domain so that you can rank that content in, in synchronicity, right? There's synergy in domain reputation and authority. Um, and so it's like, for us, I think we're always every day whittling down what that means. I think Mm. probably most people are, it's like, okay, every day, 1%, you get more clear, more clear, more clear. And sometimes you have to cut the wheat from the chaff and 
skim the fat a little bit. And even if there's something that you're emotionally connected to in your mm. business, some piece that you really like, but no one else actually cares about, you know, sometimes it's like, all right, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to come back and cut it and I'll be exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one with this problem. Not anybody. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, so it sounds like at that whittling down and a couple of the things you were talking about, you're always looking ahead in the future of, am I staying ahead of the curve? And that's what it sounds like to me. Like, always staying different. Is that right? Yeah. I love the phrase. I think it was maybe David Goggins or someone said that if, if I can't manage the lows, then I don't deserve the highs. Mm. Um, and so with that, staying in the present, it's, it's easy. It's easy to stay in the present, right? It's really hard to look long-term and to balance the two, right? So we try to kind of reverse architect where we see things going, but then, you know, for us and, and really for the people who are joining us, they're really voting with us to say, okay, we believe that you can see the future. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like speculative uh, stock trading or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like Gary V does it all the time. He's making all these predictions about where he thinks the He'll admit when he's wrong, but sometimes he's right. And it mm-hmm. like everyone around him wins in the same way. Rising tide raises all ships, right? So we're always predicting where's the world going and, and how can we reverse architect that to where we can be, be prepared with that? Here's, here's something I'll, I'll mention uh, just here and we don't really keep it. Uh, we're kind of keeping it on the hush a little bit, but I see the future of marketing being SMS marketing. It's the only... Really? Um, it's the only communication vehicle that has a hundred percent open rate, 99% open rate emails, mm. 20, 30% Facebook messenger. Good luck. You'll end up in spam door to door. They see it as trash, uh, flyers and all that kind of stuff. Phone calls. Good luck. They're not going to answer you. You're going to yeah. get spam flag. The only one is text messaging. So we're actually starting to pioneer some things in that, that instead of trying to chase people down and improve your open rate, forget it. Just text them like you would a friend, right? So take relational marketing and build it into automation and giving people the tools to do that. So yeah, because if they, if, uh, if they don't respond, who cares if they open it up? Right. right. <laughs> okay, I can increase my open rate, but did anybody take action after that? Well, no, like, okay, so, so what, right? Like metrics that matter, right? And it sounds like SMS is something that really matters. And it's, it's very technological, but I think it's in its infancy. And I think just very few people know how to leverage it or have the, the tools to make it simple because it's pretty complicated. And look, there, there's still value to email lists. There's still value to Facebook groups and to calling people and doing events and doing all of that. But it's like the small hinges that swing big doors. Yeah. And like, what, what if I could send out one message and hundred percent of my list is going to read it? You would not only be more selective with the message you send, you would ensure that you actually have a relationship with those people so that they don't just get mad at you instead of unsubscribing. They're, they're like, you know, they're happy to get a text, right? Like who texts you? It's, it's only your friends. Right. So that's a unique, more intimate relationship. So it sounds like, and I'm putting words in your mouth is that the definition of having a list has, is changing where it used to be an email list. Now it's email and phone text or just text is, am I hearing that right? Yeah. I mean, if you think of yourself as the captain of the ship, right, you'll mm-hmm. have your crew, it's your team members and they, you need a specific communication vehicle that only the crew experiences, right? You, 
you also need for your passengers, there's a way that you need to get that message out to them. And if they're off on excursions doing this stuff or whatever, like you're, you're missing out on that. So you need an intercom, no matter what size boat you're on, mm-hmm. some way to say, hey, everybody, dinner's this way, right? And when you say it, they listen. Um, but having that list, the modality is, is very fluid, I think. And I think most people stick with email because it's what they think having a list means. But it's like, if you're at my house having dinner or having a party, that's a list. It's an audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a group of people with yeah. collective mindset. Yeah. So it sounds like you're, you know, these people you're building, you built this for are either not have sales funnels or just in the infancy, like been the first couple of years and you can serve them now, but you're already thinking five, 10 years down the line. Like, sounds like that's far as far ahead you are. Yeah. And I think uh, it's, it's truly 80, 20 there. There are some people, 20% of our market, they'll come in, they'll use it. I don't even know who they are. We never hear from them. They never put in support tickets. They just have a team and do it. And um, there's quite a few of those people uh, that come in and, we just don't even like, we know that they're there, but we don't, you know, we never hear from yeah. them. They never need help. They just know what they're doing. 80% of people, they're still, they're still like working out their offer. They're still learning some, some new, new skills, new ways to sell and leveraging digital marketing to grow. I think it's the only way forward. I mean, it's like, look what just happened this last year and everyone who yeah. is not online, most of them died they died off. Right. I mean, the business itself could, can starve, you know, so like brick and mortar businesses that didn't have lists, didn't have markets, didn't have ecosystems to bring people to those businesses can die, you know, without having these tools in place. So we think it's a mission for us. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what would you say to somebody who's like left corporate America, they're, they're, Mm. They're out on their own now. Uh, what advice would you give them in the world that we're in now, so they can be successful or, or strive to be successful? That is such a good question and a loaded question. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Boy, I I am so on the horse of get more by doing less. Yeah, I mean, focus, just focus. focus. Yes. There's a, there's a lot of ways to make money on the internet, a lot of ways you can market yourself and whatnot, but it's kind of like uh, when you're back in the dating world, there, there's no one who's like the perfect, I don't really believe in soulmates or, or whatever. I think it's like the, the water you lawn or the lawn you water becomes green. Right? Yes. So, so with that, I say, just stick with this one offer. I mean, if you know, some people have multiple products and whatnot, but it's like one business, right? It's yeah. one offer, one funnel, which is just a path for people to buy from you one follow-up sequence and one traffic source. That's mm. it. You follow on those four things. They're all going to optimize at the same rate. You don't get distracted by butterflies and squirrels and your business grows almost predictably. Cause it's like, okay, if I did that and I got this and I like this, go do more of that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know exactly where to, to, uh, to push your, your energy. Ah, I love that because that's a big mantra of ours. And entrepreneurs stereotypically have the bright and shiny syndrome where it's like, great idea, move to the next. Like, let's go here, 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 here. And that is probably the worst thing to practice uh, because it's the opposite of focus. And it's one of the ingredients to failure in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Well, cool, man. Well, this has been awesome, Jordo. Uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, 
why don't you share with everybody and, and we'll, it, wherever you're watching this or listening to, we're going to put this uh, in the notes or, or across the screen, but why don't you share with everybody how they can uh, get a hold of you or learn more about you and your business? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, really, I, my, my modus operandi is use the tools that serve you best, right? So if you're already on something that's serving you and doing very well, keep doing it, right? Just keep that focus and head down. If you're looking to grow, if you're looking for maybe a little bit more help or to be served differently as we talked about, right? Uh, dropfunnels.com um, is the site. And so if anyone wants here, if they just want more info, there's a no pressure, no obligation or anything, just uh, there's a, a link to book a call with someone on, our, on the team. It's one of our drop funnels experts. They can help to decide with you, like what's the best path? Do you want to move, migrate your content in? Do you want help with your offer? Do you need a funnel? Do you need these things and help point you in the right direction? Uh, we also have a great Facebook group really active 6,000 people, something like that at uh, just search drop funnels in the Facebook bar. And, you know, we're here to, here to serve. So if someone can, uh, if anyone in this audience wants to hit me up directly, I'm Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N at drop funnels. I'll just leave my email open um, for anyone who wants advice or if I can encourage you in some way, I'd love to do that. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. And I did not know about the Facebook group. And once we're done here, I'm pouncing over to Facebook and I'm joining that group because I appreciate our conversations. I always learn something. So I, I look forward to learning more over there. So so thanks again, Jordo. I appreciate you, man. Uh, I appreciate uh, all your insights. And, and thanks for everybody for tuning into this episode of the On Purpose Growth Podcast. We'll see you on the next one. Take care.